Hey, yeah, they know the vibe. Hey, Burgundy boy. Welcome, everyone. This Yo. is Mike Scott here with Rain the Trucked Up Podcast, your local 2209 podcast. I'm joined with Nelson Rodriguez, Brian Mooneyhan, and we have Mike Armstrong here today. Uh, Mike, you and I used to work together. Um, paint shop, right? Uh, when you were a temp, that was yeah. How long ago was that? Ooh, we at least about six years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was a long time. And I was ago. paying my dues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, paying your dues? How you pay your dues in the paint shop? <laughs> hey, <laughs> that don't work like that. I didn't. I wasn't hired in, so you attempt either way. You paying dues? I was getting a little pampered, but I made it work. Back then, we were working a lot of breaks and lunches, and um, yeah. all the seniority people were like, "Well, you guys don't have to work to the temps, but it looks better if you do." So, even if you don't want to work, they were all working. Right. Every time they ask breaking lunch back then, now we don't. That's not an opportunity anymore. Yeah, I thought I was earning brownie points, so I was getting all no. of that. Did you get hired any sooner? Nope. Oh, <laughs> nope. <not>. nope. <laughs> so it didn't work. Duh. I mean, I'm here today, so I'm grateful, but yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't work. It didn't do anything. It didn't give me a bonus. So Right. Yeah. So what have you been up to since then? Uh, At GM or in general? GM, and then we'll go into... What you're here for today? Uh, man, really just going to float, you know, bouncing yeah. around the different shifts, different departments, you know, making it work. Um, I got over to GA because uh, for those who don't know, I went per diem for about 18 months. So I gave that a shot. Okay. Um, and that was beneficial because I was able to, you know, get extra money for my daughter and get, you know, some experience under my belt. So uh, I ended up leaving paint and body for that reason. Afterwards, I went back to the line. I did frame one uh, over in GA second shift and or first excuse me then i got bumped over the third um became a la and here i am now over on trim four so been hanging on over there ever since okay what what job are you doing on trim four uh shoot i'm bouncing around now i'm a, you know i cover sick leave so oh, okay yeah they like to uh are you in la or have you no, ever been? no they really love um once you're in the area if you know a couple jobs to really utilize you as an ro yeah. in the area yeah, the guy I was doing four thirteen right, but the guy just came back, uh, so now I'm learning other jobs. Yep, yep. Cool. Heard you had a little bit of interest in the union. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I was. It was told to me that interest was sparked in you know my involvement just because mm-hmm. of the things I do outside of GM and also my personality. So I'm trying to see what's on the table and go from there. When did well, you I, hire in? I hired twenty. Well. I lost him some of the seniority, so I say twenty sixteen. It was twenty sixteen. Yeah, in? yeah. And since then, you followed your music career, right? Yeah. So I've been doing music my whole life, but I would say I've been taking it more serious, like you know, putting music on the streaming platforms and shooting videos since twenty nineteen. Do you have any albums out? And what are their names? Yeah. So uh, I have two solo and two collaborative albums. I have uh, Affirmation, which I released in twenty twenty. And then I released uh, Life Happens in 2021 last year, and I have two collab albums. I have uh, Colosso and um, Clash of the Titans with my guy, Saint 300. Are these released under your name, or do you have a stage name? Oh, under Mike Strong, M-I-C Strong. You can find me on every platform under Mike Strong. Cool. So, Mike, what got you into rapping? So... My dad, uh, he was a big music head, so I grew up listening to a lot of, uh, you know, Death Row, you know, that era. He was heavy on the West Coast, so Snoop, Pac, 
uh, then he like Tribe Called Quest, just a little bit of everything. So growing up in a musical household, I just picked it up. I used to run around the house with the bandana tied around my head like Tupac, you know, and <laughs> just rapping. So, I mean, going into grade school, I started like freestyling, playing around, and I just always had a passion for it, just being around it. Like, in uh, one of my older cousins, he made beats, and he had a studio. So whenever I would go visit them in Battle Creek, Michigan, I'd get in the studio, and I just was working on the craft early. Like, I always wanted to do it. That's what I was good at. So you got that West Coast. What about the East Coast? Oh, man, I feel like, so content-wise, I would say I'm more like West Coast, but I love lyrics, like metaphors, punchlines. So that's where I get my East Coast inspiration. I, I saw your, your uh, YouTube. Okay. And your flow, your style, it was a little mix. It was, I, I, I kind of felt some, some East Coast in there. Definitely, definitely. Uh, cause it my was brother, laid back and smooth. My brother loved Jay-Z. Like, I remember he had the Reasonable Doubt album. He wanted um, the Blueprint. And he ain't like it, so he got rid of it. <laughs> but uh, either way, I, like a lot of my music came from him as well growing up. So my dad laid the foundation, and uh, my brother exposed me to more of wider range of artists. You know, like the Cash Money Days with all of them, and like Ludacris, just you know whoever was popular. Um, so I think that's where I got exposed to the East Coast style more. So for my brother. So how did you get the process started for yourself? Uh, other than the freestyling, just. Um, just studying, just studying whoever I liked, you know, um, and having that love for it, I would try to make it my own. Like I had a setup around middle school, um, called the bootleg studio. So I'm, I'm 30 for the record. I ain't timid on my age, but, uh, I used to rap on other beats. So I had a tape recorder and without instrumentals. So I'm talking about the songs with the actual words on them. I used to invite my friends over and we'd like rap over the lyrics and just have a gang of tapes. I still got the shoebox full of them. Uh, so I say that, just listening to everybody and trying my own and finding my voice. You know, I used to lie a lot, so I was talking about all the killing, drug dealing <laughs> stuff before I knew what that was to a certain extent. And then, you know, matured, and here I am now. Yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about your evolution, a little bit about your youth and how you kind of became the man you are today? Okay, yeah. Um, so I grew up in a two-parent household, so my parents were married. Uh, my brother, he lived with us for a while up until we five years apart, for the record. I'm the youngest of three. So my brother, uh, he was in the house up until he went to middle school. And then um, after that, it was just me in the house. Uh, so my mom, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was in first grade. So throughout the years, her health deteriorated and my dad like took on more of a dominant role as far as being her caretaker. So um, with that, I had a lot of freedom growing up. So I got into a lot of trouble early just, you know, being rebellious and I feel like that was a, a way that I expressed my hurt from my mom's situation so with that man I got into a lot of trouble so I was on like probation between the ages 13 to 18 I've been on the run you know sold drugs did all that type of stuff um then I ended up giving my life to God around my 20s early 20s did a 180 there and I always did music throughout this whole time but that's just kind of like a condensed version of my childhood slash teenage years um, so I took a break from music for a while, you know, distanced myself from the people I was around, uh, got involved in the community. So I did work with Fort Wayne United. Uh, Ira Headley was my life coach slash mentor at the time. He pulled me in. I did a lot of work with the city with him. And then uh, I ended up having my daughter, you know, my beautiful daughter, Nadia, and uh, took a break from everything. That's when I gave management a shot, you know, doing per diem and stuff and just trying to get my feet under me for a while. And I picked up music again to kind of go back to my outlet and document my life story for the past few years and yeah i'm like mixing it all together but that's what got me here today you know as far as yeah, my listening to your music you know 
tell your story and, and you tell it quite clearly. Thank you. And it's, it's a good story. It's a good story that many other people in our plant had that same story. For me, I could relate to your music just by hearing it because it was similar to my story too. So that was great. And I mean, so you do have a beautiful daughter. Now, <laughs> Thank wh you. What kind of got you to go to church and, and, and start changing your life around though? So um, my mom ended up passing away in 2009. January 30th, 2009. So during the time, I was actually in a placement because, like I said, I was on the run doing all this extra stuff. And uh, I came back to Fort Wayne, you know, to be in town for my family. Um, and I was still in, like, a boys' home, a group home or whatnot. So I was still going, like, I feel like it got worse after she passed. Like, I kind of reverted back to what I was used to. But I'm skipping the part. So my first placement that I was in, it was ran at a it was a Christian facility. So it was ran by uh, a pastor, a retired pastor and his wife. So that kind of already exposed me to the lifestyle more in depth. And my mom was the one who kind of like took me to church because my dad didn't go. So anyway, she passed away 2009. I went back to the streets heavy, kicking with my friends. 2010, one of my close friends got killed, you know, friendly fire from another friend. So I just realized that lifestyle like wasn't going nowhere. So I was kind of in limbo for a while, like working dead end jobs bouncing around through temps and I just kind of hit a point where it's like I need to make some changes so I ended up coming across a guy named uh, James Clear online he has like different uh life information to kind of like set goals and you know things to help you focus on so uh he has something called like the 30-day success plan so I wrote out a list of all these things I want to change like it was crazy stuff like don't get my hair cut like don't eat fast food, uh, find new friends, you know, uh, pray, you know, just little things to incorporate, you know, faith. Um, so I went through the spiritual path for like meditating, uh, just researching a little bit of every religion. And ultimately, I kept thinking about my mom, like even though she was going through her uh, issues with MS or whatever, she always kept a smile on her face. Like she was known for her laugh and her energy. And then I came across a picture where she had a, a book in her lap and it was like built for God. So it just kind of led me down the rabbit hole. Like, you know, Christianity was her source, like Jesus or whatever. Yeah. So it's like ultimately, you know, to make a long story short, after going through my process for looking into everything else, I found my connection with her faith. And then thinking about the facility that I was at and my first placement and the people I was around. And that's what triggered it. So I would say I was 19, 19, 20 at the time. I reached out to those house parents. And I just let them know, like, hey, I got a lot going on. Like, can I come visit? So I stayed with them for a weekend. They were in Kokomo now, outside of the group home. So I stayed with them, you know, went through the process, came back in town. I was more willing to go to church. I didn't know what to do. So I went through the process, and uh, I ended up meeting my mentor. Uh, he had a group called Counterculture at the time. So I was going there every Wednesday, I believe, and built that relationship with them more so than going to church. And I feel like seeing their lifestyle – and seeing what it looks like to live it out kind of helped me along the way because he had a similar backstory to me as far as coming from the streets and making a 180. So I think I covered it all. <laughs> so are you still involved with that? With like uh, so those, those mentorships and things like that? Do you? I'm not as much as I was then because like clearly living the living the life of faith, you know, it's like certain a certain lifestyle to maintain. And I was going through like, I don't know what triggered. I think I did a 180 so extreme that it's kind of like I was a inch deep mile wide so to speak like I was consuming the information as head knowledge but ne not necessarily applying it all so uh I went through a little phase where I like became distant I ended up talking to my daughter's mom 
you know, so that's clearly getting involved out of wedlock, had my daughter, and it's like, I ain't want to live a double life, so I ended up just focusing more so on my family at the time. So, you know, we kind of lost communication. Um, and I document all this in my music, so that's why I feel comfortable speaking on it. So right now I'm in a place where I'm still like, now I'm not, I didn't revert to the street life. I'm still working on positive, but as far as still doing the community work with them, no. But um, I have done stuff with my own organization. Like for Father's Day, we threw an event last year um, and different things like that. So not necessarily with them, but in my own way, yes. Right I appreciate on. you. I appreciate you saying your story, though, because. No problem. Because people can relate to it and people have the same story and it's great that you're saying your story because uh it's like i grew up in a, in a pretty bad neighborhood myself and my mother the one thing she always did she was rarely around you know she's always working and she had to tend four kids on her own so long as she kept a roof over my head and food on the on the table i was fine she told me this is how you use the stove this is how you use the washing machine do what you got to do and make sure you survive out there mm. and that was it but the one thing she did do was make sure i went to church so I grew up with those values from church. Yeah. I grew up knowing what was right and what was wrong. So Same. that was one thing I do take from her is that it does influence and make an impact in your life. And it made an impact in your music. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. Because even when I look at all the people I met, like, during my teenage years when I was still trying to figure it out, like, if it wasn't for her setting that foundation, I probably wouldn't have made all the connections, you know. And I know everybody has different opinions on religion spirituality or whatnot but you can't take away personal life experiences and that's what i had um that led me along my path so yeah and it made you who you are today absolutely which i was impressed we and twyla i met you uh with twyla yeah yep she last was doing week. an article so everybody there's gonna be an article on local voices uh with mike I, that's the first time i met you and it was a great experience we shared a lot and it was, it was nice it was nice and I, then I, I saw your music on youtube and uh, the videos were very impressive. Very impressive. Thank you. I really like that. Do you do all that yourself? Oh, no. I, I basically just do the vocals, man. Okay. I do the rapping and I write my own lyrics. I record them. Uh, but my guy, uh, Tom at 260 Productions, he shot a lot of my videos. Um, I did work with Wax Tracks, another director in town, uh, a guy named Jimmy Ball, uh, Joe Rowe. So I work with a variety of guys that's, you know, serious about the craft. When With your music recording, is it the same thing? Do you have your own like home studio where you do your own mixes or your your own beats and lay down the, your own tracks, or do you go somewhere and have that done? So lately, I've been doing stuff at home, but uh, I was normally going to uh, Soundbar Studios recording with Zach Davison. That's my guy. Shout out Zach. Uh, currently, I get mixes. I send my songs to get mixed by uh, T Zank. He another local guy. So um, I got different options now, mm -hmm. but trying to be more self sufficient. So. So you don't buy a beat or get a beat? So I buy my beats. Yeah, I don't produce. So I would say I break down the process. So you know you got your beat, which is the production side, you know. So you got your producers, beat makers. The engineer, he the guy that, you know, mixes the recordings or whatnot. And clearly I'm like the vocalist, the artist. So I focus on that portion. And now I got Pro Tools. So like I said, I do a little bit, but I'm going to send it to the pros to clean it up. But no, I buy my beats. Yeah, because, you know, I see it on TV and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I got this beat. And then they try to rhyme on it. And it's like, uh, I'm not a fan of mumble rap anyways. I'm like, if I want to hear somebody go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's I, the, that's the vibe it. now, man. It's just like ride the feeling. But I understand. <laughs> I get it, too. My son loves all My son loves all rap. He loves all that stuff. When it was new and it was different. And then now everybody's doing it. I'm like, yeah. Uh, it's like oversaturated. Yeah. yeah you, guys hear, you guys listen to the Drake album? 
No. Oh, that it's I don't like it. Like <laughs> the new one? Don't like it. Now Kendrick Lamar's new one? Yeah. Yeah, it, that's it was heavy. good. It was that's real good. What'd you think about the Drake one? Man, no comment. Okay. I'll, <laughs> no, I'll just play. I'll just play it. Uh, I feel like you know, he he upper echelon. He could get away with anything. I mean, it broke records. It sold. The, it did the numbers. So me personally, I'm not a fan because uh, I was actually on another podcast with my brother in law, and he said it's kind of like watered down dance hall. Like it's the generic version. Well, my son told me he's like <laughs> he's like dad. He's like I know you don't you know not a fan. He's like but dad, he's reaching, he's reaching the world. You know, with that type of music, that's what's in, especially around the world. Yeah. So he's make, he's evolving it and making it newer, better, but we can't you know, like adjust said, to it. You can't vibe they, to it. Yeah, yeah they I say, guess. like, overseas, they'll eat it up. I mean, he clearly knew what he was doing because, like, a couple of days later, Beyonce knew our song has the same sound and the same style. So they must be doing some up in the Illuminati to shift the sound. <laughs> you Doesn't know a lot saying? of Drake songs come from somebody else? <laughs> yeah, I heard about the Illuminati <laughs> stuff and, yeah. uh, when you get to a certain LOL. level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just trying to shift it. But, I mean, more power to him. I mean, I think it's dope that he can have that freedom to do what he want, you know? Because I think I'm trying to stick to my brand. Like, if I was to do something like that, yeah, right. I don't think it would <laughs> translate as well because I'm still coming up. So you so. can't shift your music from no. smooth, mellow, I mean, you got laid back sound. It's Thank really you. nice. It's I try smooth. to be diverse. I try to keep it like mix it up, but that's clearly my core. And you don't, you don't, you don't cuss in your, uh, no. in your raps, and it still sounds good. I mean, no, most people don't even notice. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and a lot of people don't realize you don't need to swear. I mean, I swear a lot. We you know we all work at GM. <laughs> we work right. at GM. I mean, I can't help it. You know what I'm saying? Do y'all keep this podcast clean, or can you curse? You could curse. Oh, yeah, man. we just keep Not it to me, a minimum. Man. Try, yeah, yeah try. You know, to. We haven't figured out the beat button yet, so we just edit it out. Yeah, y'all need to like <laughs> drop some bombs and get some like air horns. <laughs> <laughs> where, 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 where? Right. We dropping bombs and not those kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Wake them up a little bit. So, where do you see your future? Where do you see uh, your music going? Do you, are you planning to go into Chicago, Atlanta, anywhere in New York? Uh, so I'm definitely trying to do that. I feel like, you know, Fort Wayne, it's not too many success stories musically. I mean, you got like Amanda Perez. That, she's a singer, though. And then uh, Nizzy Nice. I feel like he took it to another level, like with sync licensing as far as putting his music in uh, movies and television, which I want to get into that. But uh, I feel like I'm definitely going to need to travel. So. I want to like throw a party here towards the end of the year and then start hitting the road. You know, uh, I have my family in Chicago and I feel like that market to fit my music with a lot of their audience, you know, um, and just surrounding areas in the Midwest that I think will gravitate towards me. And hopefully that will lead it to the next level. So I got a I got a little plan in place. I'm just, you know, trying to make sure that I'm prepared. I'm getting a lot of support, man, with all the coverage I have here. And I feel like I'm hitting my ceiling. Like, what else could I do? To a certain extent, so absolutely. GM tends to consume you, so <laughs> yeah. I always tell our younger seniority members if you have a chance to spread your wings, then you take that chance. Especially <laughs> when we're not working on Saturdays right now. I yeah. know, yeah. I know that's clutch, man. Yeah. I've been taking advantage for the most part, but hitting the road, just making sure everything's right. Cause I'm, I'm a full time dad too, so you know I'm big on daddy duty. Well, you're in a good spot, man, because three hours from Detroit, three hours from Chicago, three yeah. hours from Cincinnati. Like, I mean, you could go any direction, and you got a big city that you can you can hit up. That's true. And not to, like, skip Indy, but I feel like Chicago is, like, that's 
that's like the hottest spot I could think. That's like, a yeah, New York. You can totally skip Indy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's considered a city, but doesn't yeah, but look like, like one. Doesn't feel like one. Just trying to hit the places where like the music clean, scenes though. is starving. Yeah, it's that's good. That's true. It's good, but I mean, it's just like most people move to like L.A., New York, like mm. J. Cole, like J. Cole, for example. He was from a small town, you know, Fayetteville, North Carolina. He went to New York because it's like this the hotbed for that. So but New York's it's happening again now. You got Benny the Butcher from Buffalo. You yeah. Know, give a shout out to Benny the Butcher. And I can do some drill music, too. I can start <laughs> dancing and doing all the kids. Do. Everybody be like, you know Benny the Butcher? I'm like, nah. Like, yeah, I, know, I, I know his uncle. I went to school with his uncle. I had to ask you. I'm like, hey, you know. I need to make it up there, up that way, too. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo's Buffalo's up and rising as far as... Buffalo's always been amazing in rap. When I was younger, I used to lift a lot of weights, and I always listened to underground rap. And the underground rap scene in New York, general period, was amazing, amazing. But in, you go to New York City, that's, that's where you got to go. Man, I want to get on, like, Funk Flex, Sway in the Morning, and do one of those, yeah. like, Five Fingers of Death or something. <laughs> like, I think that's what would get me there. Because I do my Mike Strong Mondays where I already, like, do freestyles and rap off other people's beats, you know, just to try to keep some content out there. So, yeah. They go reach out to them. Send them your tracks. And if, and if you go to New York City, my son's out there. You can stay with him. See, I, I appreciate it. And I actually, uh, my next single, I got an artist featured uh, named Annoyed. He's from Connecticut, so up in the East Coast. And uh, he's been featured on those platforms that I named. So I'm just hoping this could gain some traction to put me on their radar so mm-hmm. I could start getting it done. Because, you know, when you get on podcasts, you get a little more popular, right? Except for this yeah. one. This one's the one, you you know, we're getting there. That's what you're bringing us up. Yeah, we moving up. <laughs> can't gauge our numbers but we're, we're getting there yeah that's true <laughs> hey it's a start though yeah you never know well, y'all, you know, y'all catching me early so shoot let's say i'm top tier mainstream next year you know they do some research since all the views come from different yes you can't gauge platforms. it yeah. and Spotify, then you got like six thousand downloads and stuff it's like well everybody a lot of people are listening to it we yeah. just can't gauge it right? it should be some like uh app or something you could because i got i have uh, Spotify for artists and they got like iTunes artists or whatever so we could check like what cities are tuning in what songs are streaming where so I don't we have know. some of that just the the hosting site we chose was just the cheapest one so we might have to mm. it's up we next upgrade month. our UAW yeah. budget <laughs> it's up next month so we might be revisiting okay <clears throat> hosting sites but you might still be able to like I don't know you should see it for Spotify for artists or any of those like clearly it's not music but mm-hmm. I, I was assuming because once you put it on their platform, They'll they should be able to track that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because the one day we were looking into it, um, I had got on Apple's website and it was able to tell me only like total downloads for all of it. They couldn't, mm. they wouldn't break it down into each episode or whatever. But okay, not as thorough. Because even like different, because clearly I'm an independent artist. I don't have a record deal, but like they have different distributors and they might have the information as well. Mm-hmm. But I typically just go to iTunes and Spotify, what they have specifically for artists, and it's more in depth. Okay. You just performed somewhere, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just performed at the Middle Waves Festival. Um, Middle Waves is an eclectic music festival. Um, I think they had the first one in 2017. And they have different artists from different genres like pop, EDM, uh, what else? What else? I would say soft rock. They had uh, hip hop. Like Lizzo was here before. Um, it was a band called MGMT that was here before. I even think what's that dude named Kyle? 
that rapper Kyle, he had a song with Lil Yachty. He was here. Yeah. So it's real, like, diverse or whatever. So anyway. Garen Fort Wayne? Yeah, yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think previous years they had it at the Headwaters, but this one was at the Fallinger Theater. Okay. Yeah, so, like I said, it's two days. So, like, this year, Big Boy was the headliner Friday, and then they had uh, Young the Giant was a band that headlined Saturday. So they have two stages. You heard of them? Yeah, and MGMT. I love, okay. That's my section the alternative indie scene okay so yeah those bands are those were like whenever you said those i was like they came to fort wayne yeah okay yeah that's not good you haven't heard you didn't hear about it man no i didn't i would have (laughs) went see look he has a a kid now man oh yeah changing diapers things kind of fall to the side after that man i feel like the way algorithms are set man if like if depending on what you're looking for it might not come across your radar that's true it's it's terrible but um but yeah so they have they had two pay or two stages, one paid and one free. So I was on the free stage on Saturday, and yeah, I had the pleasure to perform. I was supposed to do it in 2020, but COVID threw it off. Yeah, so uh, luckily they they followed up, you know, and they said they were still interested in having me. So I was able to make it happen. Uh, I performed like 10 songs, a 30 minute set, which was my biggest to date. You know, great experience, great experience. Had a pretty good turnout. You know, so merch like. I think I did pretty well, man. Uh, and then, like, from that, I got uh, interviewed by the Journal Gazette. So I was in the local newspaper, um, Wayne TV. They did an interview slash performance, you know, that they edited and blended up. Um, and clearly you guys are reached out to me because of that as well. So, yeah, it was it was a pleasure. All that can be seen on your social media, Mike Strong. Yes. Yeah, everything. All my social medias is Mike Strong, M-I-C-S-T-R-O-N-G. And it's the guy with the glasses in the hat. So you know it's me. <laughs> and you can also stream on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music. Yes, yes, YouTube. sir. Everything. YouTube, okay. Even SoundCloud. Even SoundCloud. You look for Mike Strong, I'll pop up. Next on the mic. Freestyle. <laughs> we got Mike Strong. Okay, y'all ready? Yep. Okay, it's like. Had to hit the homie like get back focus. He was on track. Now he off road and staying on my lane in the roll. I'm bowling. Knock them all down. Gotta hit them goals. Then level up, level up for the half knots. Coming from the bottom. Gotta make it to the top. Switching up styles. What you want? I got. Claustrophobic. Never put me in the box. Killing it, killing it. Halloween night. Birthday the next day. Celebrate life. Scorpio, my sign said it's something she like. I sting, not bite. <laughs> yeah, I'm your type. Money is something I gotta get. I'm giving free game. This is scholarship. Leaving the blueprint. You can follow this after the accolades and accomplishments. I'm hot even if they don't acknowledge. I'm legit cause I'm legit ain't caught up in the politics independent business under this black on I done put the weight on my backbone look it up fact shown been broke no cast on now I'm up and stable PG the label trying to eat but you ain't bringing nothing to the table how I'm gonna feel bad when you grown and able huh Thank you, thank you. Very good. Hey, you guys are the first to give me the freestyle on the podcast, so make, give it up for yourselves for the exclusive. <laughs> right, right. Mike Strong, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. It's a big, you know, we're going to be repeating this podcast <laughs> <Right>. over <laughs> We're going to be at this concert going, yo, you remember us? <laughs> hey, let me get some backstage passes real quick. We have our podcast shirts on and stuff. <laughs> right. Hey, I get that big. Y'all got it. I, I'll look out, man. We'll bring our on, uh, in strike, our, our strike <laughs> signs out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, I genuinely appreciate everybody supporting me in these early stages, you know. Um, so I'll definitely a comeback. You got my word, man. I'm born and raised from here, and if I could do anything to help and raise awareness, I'm all for it. So, Oh, and my new single. Talk Different, featuring Annoyed, will be on all streaming platforms this Friday, July 1st. Talk Different, Mike Strong. All right.
Thank you very much. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, yeah, they know the vibe. Hey, Burgundy boy, yo, rain on the windshield while I sit in the car. Light a cigar while the door slightly ajar Never ducking, no smoke, so I'm mighty with y'all Never tired of cooking, y'all Give me Michelin stars Nah, y'all don't wanna get involved See the boy bubble like a tablet and water when it dissolves They hit the bars and make a face like seeing somebody kiss a dog See, y'all made me go nuts like Washington carved The boy cold, they found my soul in a deep freezer more deep than a sea creature Calling out the roads you pick, I'm a screen reader So honey, I hold the buzz like a beekeeper Let's take it back to the old days Whole playing OJs You live the good life if you only die from old age The nose spray, I clear the spot like Flonase Everybody screaming on the street like Road Rage You always gotta let it sit to the dough raise Back to where it all started like the homepage I can switch it out the gate, peep the flow rate Call me by my code name, cause I'm so great. Name, whole way, Indiana to Connecticut. They rock bottom, we on top of the precipice. Fly with horsepower, call my new whip Pegasus. Pay attention and we'll show you what special is. One's for the money, two's for the show. We always ready, don't need time to go. Uh, so much sauce, you bound to get lost in it, and they can't keep up the talk. Uh-huh. Listen, fully convinced that I'm ahead of my time. Mind like an elevator, see the levels inside. The devil's a lie, the truth's when I rhyme. I hit the booth it's a crime property damage it's a fire i'm fine unfazed by the flames don't get wet when it rain been numb to the pain but still handling business per usual all i write is dope i'm prescribing pharmaceuticals turn listening parties into a funeral you knew it though i ain't taking notes like a urinal standing on business walking down on beats better fall back you try to put me on front street record not clean all bars on my rap sheet running laps around them when me and the track meet on a marathon something nipsey would be proud to see you sick temporarily Seasonal allergies while I'm terminally ill See there is no vaccine cause my name Whole way Indiana to Connecticut They rock bottom we on top of the precipice Fly with horsepower call my new whip Pegasus Pay attention and we'll show you what special is One's for the money, two's for the show We always ready don't need time to go uh, So much sauce you bound to get lost in it And they can't keep up the talk Diff, 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 diff.